You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello, everyone. Happy Christmas Eve. Holy moly. 2021 is coming to a close. It is. I'm I'm excited. I'm more excited just to not have freezing cold weather, which is going to take another three months to get out of in Illinois. I was going to say, we're like just entering that phase in Chicago. It hasn't even gotten that cold yet. At least, though, when we turn the corner to January, then you can look forward to spring mm-hmm. and know that there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's coming. But um, yeah, what a year it's been. I think a lot of people are in the same uh, reflection state as we have been in terms mm-hmm. of time flies, especially, mm-hmm. you know, when you are running a business, you love what you do, you have little kids. Like, it's so crazy to think about, you know, I think about Carson, I also think about Marcus and just how different Christmas is this year compared to the last year. Yeah, absolutely. So Carson's very aware, very aware of Christmas and presents and Santa and all of the things, the North pole, like, and it's so much fun. You know, last year he wasn't still, I think like fully aware this year. He like, he looks forward to it. He gets it. Um, So I think it'll be a very fun Christmas with him this year. We, uh, we got our, we do like one big gift per year. And this year we got a bounce house go in our basement and I feel like I'm gonna have so much anxiety around it I just like I'm totally I am I'm not one of those mom like in a lot of ways I'm relaxed about things I am not relaxed about my children getting hurt like I'm very overprotective in that way and I I try not to be but it's just like knee-jerk reaction for me so you I think have been probably like numb to that because Marcus is a he's an adventurous like he's a climber Carson was never that way yeah. We were hanging out on the couch the other night and he does this thing where he likes to get up on the couch and jump down on us, which is totally fine. But sometimes he just hits you the wrong way and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And so Art and I were laying on the couch. He came up and he likes to cuddle in, but he doesn't realize his strength. And so he like headbutts me and he got me in the nose the other night. Maybe that's why I'm so stuffy this week. I don't know, but Art's, <laughs> Art's like telling Blunt him, force like, trauma. Right. Art's like, you have to be careful, Marcus. Like mom's head is not unbreakable. Like, come on, child. So yeah. And we will definitely um, be coming over to your house to partake in this bounce house mm-hmm. because this past weekend, and I know you felt it with having the kids in quarantine. Holy moly. I mean, I, I text back at last Saturday and I'm like, well, I really got to get my shit together for next year and start planning ahead because everything I tried to book from the children's museum to the lights, to the zoo, right. to everything was completely sold out. We were actually going to go tonight to the, well, we're recording this on Tuesday. We were going to go to the Arboretum, which is really cool. Um, but then I just looked at our schedule and I'm like, yeah, I'm not committing to anything midweek because I just don't know no. how the week is no. going to go. No, we can't. Um, I'm still like, I don't because Nick has COVID right now, like I'm still in the limbo of there's a potential that like we can get it. I don't know this whole like quarantine time duration. There's so many different rules and yeah. So I'm just confused. I keep, like, I'm, I'm literally royally confused on 
what the rules are because every state is doing something different. What's the right thing to do? And we actually, I don't know, I haven't even told you this, but we got a message yesterday from daycare saying, mm. I did tell you this. Anyone um, that coughs. Anyone that what? coughs is going to be sent home until they have a negative PCR test. And oh Mark, thankfully, I'd already pulled Marcus out of school this week because he had the rash last week. And yeah. so, I mean, he coughs sometimes at nighttime. Like, I, there's just so many viruses. Toddlers so- fake cough too. <laughs> yeah. <Like, laughs> there's so many viruses, like runny nose, cough, all this stuff. And listen, I get it, right? But you're basically telling us that we're going to have to pull our kid out of school two, three times a week and go to the doctor and get a negative PCR test if it's bullshit. there's any. It is. It's but, bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not even being nice about it anymore. I, I had to drive Taylor to go get a COVID test yesterday. Like, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm like, I have, ha- I have taken six COVID tests in the past four days because I had to get the PCR and I took that homes and like I I started getting sick. So I was like, well, maybe I caught COVID. like it's just it's so annoying at this point, especially with young children. Like Carson had the stomach flu on Thursday. He was vomiting every hour. Like yeah. it wasn't COVID though, but I I don't know. It's just I'm over it at this point. So you are anyways. exhausted. It's been five days of quarantine. Very, very emotionally exhausted. I don't know how you're doing it. I feel like I probably would have had three meltdowns and just cried. Or... Well, I've had some meltdowns. Yeah. I've had some moments of just like crying by myself. And once the kids are asleep, <laughs> okay. we'll get through it. All right. So, so now anyways. we turn the corner. It's Christmas Eve. Yay. Yay. We're we're going to shift into our topic of the day. And yeah, I think this comes absolutely. in perfect timing because we're heading into a new year. Mm-hmm. And what do we always see in the fitness and nutrition industry? We see, I was just talking about this this morning with a client of mine. She's like, I just, I'm re- I don't want to go to the gym in January because there's going to be all these people flooding into the gym. And I'm like, I'll just give them like 14 days. And not, not to be harsh, but that's just, you know, the reality of it is like, but people mm-hmm. sign up for these challenges or they get a personal trainer or they do a transformation challenge for six weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it is. And a lot of these people never succeed long-term because they don't have the foundation. They lack a solid foundation and Mm -hmm. they try to skip the beginning. They try to skip over the parts that really matter in terms of making a lasting change. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the, the most difficult part about this is we get it. Like we get that you feel motivated. We get that you have this like renewed excitement around wanting to change your life. And I love that. I love that people have that feeling come January 1st. I think that's a great feeling to have, but then we want to do the sexy things. We want to do the things that are really restrictive. We want to do the things that are extreme, the things that are going to, you know, move the knob the fastest and they're not sustainable. And I don't like, I don't care if that's what you want to do. Like we might not be the coaches for you. If you just want the sexy stuff, I want someone to be consistent with the things that are going to work long-term and I'm not going to coach anyone on the sexy stuff until you do the things consistently long-term people severely underestimate the impact of drinking adequate water, getting enough sleep, managing your stress, exercising consistently and eating whole foods. You do those things and you will be, and not just for a week, you guys, those things aren't going to move the knob for a week. If you do them for a week, maybe cutting out all carbs will, but cutting out all carbs is silly and it is unsustainable for 99% of the population. And so we don't implement those things because I don't want to set my people up for failure. Like we want to set people up for the long-term real journey that this is and knowing that 
the things that move the knob the most long-term are the things that you can do consistently and are healthy for your body. Yep. And I think the biggest thing here is when we look at any type of very restrictive approach or transformation challenge, things like that, that come with like approved foods list or do not eat, you know, list, things like that is you don't really learn anything. And we've talked about this in different ways before, but Mm -hmm. here's what, I mean, and I I hope that our clients really value this in terms of what we do inside of our coaching program, because you can be given a list of things to consume and a list of things, you know, not to avoid, but there's a huge gray area in between those two. And then we also have, you know, the side of demonizing foods and feeling guilty and feeling the shame because, you know, we went to, Sally's birthday party and we consumed a small piece of cake and that was on the do not eat list. Or then we start to, you know, tell ourselves like those things are bad and I can never have them. And anybody who eats them, you know, that's horrible for their health and things like that. And the reality is there's a big, big area in the middle that is where most people should be, but they're not, they're either on one side or the other. Right. And Mm so when we're looking at the foundational things and even when we're tracking food, right, the purpose of tracking food is to learn what is in your food. But if you're not paying attention, right, you're not looking at what you're tracking and how that stacks up throughout the day. Are we hitting our protein goals? You're just tracking your food. You're not reading labels, right? You're not actually learning. You're not learning how to build meals together. You're not learning how to pair certain foods together and analyzing so you know that if I, you know, overconsume carbohydrates and fats together at a meal, I generally get really tired. So a better option for me is to choose a veggie instead of a baked potato or french fries with this meal if I'm going to have a sandwich for example, right? You've got to do this with intention and with purpose if you want to be effective in walking away from any program having knowledge and understanding of what is in food, how to read labels, how to pair foods together and really know how to build a day so that you don't have to track forever. Like Becca and I don't want our clients to track forever. We don't track Mm -hmm. all the time. We don't have our clients track all the time because then you're basically chained to it and you haven't done the real work, which is the mental and emotional work around why we can't stay the course and keep our results when we're not tracking. Yeah. And here's the thing, guys, like tracking in itself does nothing. If you're just tracking food, thinking that like tracking is going to work, it's not. You're not having any, like Liz was saying, you're not having any intention around it. Are you tracking the night before to make sure that like what you're planning to eat the next day is going to get you to the right intake levels that your body needs? Are you fixing things if you're not hitting intake levels? Or are you just like, oh, I missed intake levels again today. I guess I'll try again tomorrow. And then you do that day after day after day. And you're like, why aren't I seeing results? I'm tracking my food. Well, you're putting your food in an app. You're not really intentionally tracking intake to get your body the food that it needs and the balance of food that it needs. And so tracking alone is not going to do jack shit, to be honest. Like it's just not. You need to have intention and you need to learn from things that, you know, days that you aren't hitting things and go back. And how do I make this better? How do I fix? How do I, what do I add? And kind of working on it. You guys, tracking in itself is useless. Like, yeah, you can kind of see what's in food and I guess you can learn something from that, but you need to have the intention and you need to put the effort in when you are tracking, because that is what is helpful. The people that see really good results are people that meticulously do this. Like, can you lose weight not tracking? You probably can for some people, but it's not going to be as effective and it's probably not going to work as well. I don't think it's going to be as easy for a lot of people, but if you track 
everything that you eat. I would challenge people. Like if you are not seeing the progress that you want and you're tracking intake, take three to four weeks, track everything that you consume and diligently do it. Don't lie. Don't, you know, oh, I just didn't track dinner. I didn't have time. Are you sure that it was just that? Are you sure that like your meal wasn't more calorie dense? Like you have to be honest with yourself in these situations because most people aren't. You know what? Most people don't track the weekends. People don't track the weekends and they eat inconsistently and they don't have breakfast and then they have big meals in the afternoon or in the evening and they look back on it on Monday and they're like, well, I don't think I did that bad. But do we know? Do we remember the three or four cheese curds we ate before the dinner we had that was a burger and fries on Saturday and the couple of beers that we had at the party on Sunday? Like, do we really recall these things, you guys? I don't recall everything I eat in a day when I reflect back on the day. And I'm totally the queen of bites. My husband walked into my office, really fast, short story. My husband walked into the office the other night holding the box of chocolates that we got from one of his clients. And he was like, Becca, there's four bites taken out in here. There's four half-eaten chocolates. And I was like, well, I don't know what's inside of them. I have to take a bite to figure out what's in them because there's no directions or explanation of what's in each of those. And he was like, you need to stop. And so like, you guys, those four bites add up. Those add up, but I don't recall those during the day. And so we need to be more meticulous about what we are entering and what we are consuming to really know, am I in a calorie deficit? Am I eating what I need to eat? Am I eating balanced? Because most people aren't doing that. I'll be totally honest. Even a lot of people that think that they're doing it, they're not. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think if you were to do this for four weeks and you go back and then you actually analyze the data, like pull up my fitness pal or whatever app you're tracking in on the desktop and look day by day to see how much your intake fluctuates. This is something that we do with our clients and I've showed them before, like stacking days on top of each other. Here's why we're not losing weight because we're inconsistently eating. Some days we're at 1300, some days we're at 1900, some days 16, then 22. Like there's no consistency here. And so if you're going to ask, you know, anybody like who's coaching you, why I'm not seeing progress, what are we going to evaluate? We're always going to evaluate consistency. How well have we done with the focuses that we've given you? Have we been tracking consistently? Have we been hitting our protein intake goals consistently? Again, we'll look at that when we stack the days upon you know other days. Here's where sugar intake is. Here's where protein intake is. Here's where your carbs and your fats are, right? And the answer is always going to come back to there's a gap with consistency. It could be, you know, outside mm-hmm. of food too, right? It could be with movement. It could be with water. It could be with stress. It could be with sleep. It could be a variety of things. But before you ask for a change with your macros or a change with your workout programming, if you're working with a good coach who's going to call you out on your shit, we're going to ha- send you back to the plan that we originally gave you. Because even the, sa- the same thing happens in the gym. Why am I not getting stronger in my squats? Well, did you go to the gym five days this week as we programmed? Did you do all the accessory work that we've put in for you to improve your main lift, which is your squat? No? Okay. You skipped over half of those things. So you gave 50% of the effort. 50% Mm -hmm. of the time isn't good enough, guys. Like Mm -mm. if you think that you want something different or that your coach is going to give you something different when you haven't been consistent, if that coach does give you something different, run away because Mm -hmm. we can't be changing protocols all the time. There are I mean, it it comes down to a very few basic things. As long as your health is in line, right? This podcast is not for people who are dealing with a lot of health issues. As long as your health is in line, it really boils down to hitting your targets consistently, being patient, and just putting in the work. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of times when people do programs, they're like, we, we have ADD. We, we need something to be different every, like, I, how am I going to see progress if I'm not constantly doing things differently? You need to keep doing the same things better and better. Like, I, I love Liz and I were talking about Jordan Syatt's posts the other day. He, you know, he was like a back and forth of like a client. Why aren't I losing weight? You aren't being consistent. Can we change my intake levels and in my workouts? You haven't been consistent with the ones I've given you. I think I need something more intense. I think I need to do more. I think you need more to be more intense with your consistency. Like it is so very true. You guys, you can see quick results doing extreme things. Of course you can. Anyone, most people can see quick results if they completely slash their calories in half and they start doing two a day workouts and they start doing all these things. Those things never last. If you've done that in the past and you're about to do it again, cause it's January 1st, like check yourself. Why are like, how are you where you are right now? What have you been lacking? And I can bet your bottom dollar you have been lacking the consistency around the foundational things because those are what create the long-term results, but they're not sexy. They're not sexy to do those. And what people don't realize is that some days you got to just check the box, guys. You got to just do it just to create the consistency and the momentum with that consistency. Like, for example, I'm not feeling awesome today. I caught my kids cold, not doing great. I'm going to go walk on the treadmill though for 30 to 45 minutes because that is checking the box of my exercise that I was supposed to do today. And sure, if I was like very deathly ill, I wouldn't be exercising guys. I'm not a psycho. Okay. But like, I know I will be fine. And I think I will actually feel better by moving my body a little bit today and sweating maybe even a little bit today. And so I'm going to go and do that. Hopefully tomorrow I'll wake up and feel better enough to work out. But like today for me, it is just checking the box. It is checking the box of that exercise, knowing that I did it and continuing to build the consistency. Because what most people do is they're like, oh, you know, I talked to someone earlier. Well, Christmas is just going to be a bad week. Why? Why is Christmas going to be a bad You're week? Choosing. Because you, You're choosing. you are choosing to make Christmas a bad week because there's temptations, because there's food that might be out of your norm. Like, I'm sorry, guys. You got to get back to what's actually going to work. Don't just wait until Christmas or New Year's is over. What can you implement now that can continue to make it a good next two weeks until the New Year? Like, you, the highs and lows are completely cyclical. You're going to have lows. Christmas might be a low for a lot of people because, you know, there's sugar and there's alcohol and there's all of these things, but you need to keep the minimums in place at least. Like you can't just say, oh, the rest of the week is just going to be shit because it's Christmas and I'm, there's going to be a lot of sugar. No, there doesn't have to be like, why don't you drink some more water? Why don't you eat a vegetable or a salad? Like, why don't you go for a workout or go for an extra walk? Like you can keep these things in place. And what most people don't do is they don't think about the minimums that could be very beneficial in helping them maintain while those enjoyments and indulgences are still there. Guys, like I'm going to have a glass of wine or two on Christmas Eve. I'm going to probably have a cookie or two. Like I'm going to have a cinnamon roll on Christmas morning, but I'm keeping my minimums in place. I'm working out on Christmas morning because that's a Saturday and I work out on Saturdays. I'm continuing to drink my water throughout the day. I'm going to have a balanced meal. I'm going to eat eggs with my cinnamon rolls. I'm not just going to eat a bunch of sugar. Like the minimums are what allow those things to be in there and for you to still not feel horrible. Like you can still feel pretty good while enjoying those things. I'm not saying to just restrict yourself completely through the holidays, but what most people do is they say, screw it, wait until the new year. 
And then you wake up on January 1st feeling way worse than you could if you just kept these little consistency things in place of the foundation. We have to keep the foundation. You cannot just jump to level 10 without going through level one through nine. You have to build the foundation. Yep. And I think just another point in terms of the holidays too, you know, a lot of people, they say, you know, Christmas week is just a bad week or I'm going on vacation from Christmas to New Year's or whatever. Well, here's the thing is you still have a choice of how you want to come home if you're traveling, right? Or where you want to be at Monday morning when you wake up. Do you want to feel good because you moderated things? Or do you want to feel like a hot bag of shit because you ate 16 cookies and drank three bottles of wine and now you're mad because you're up on the scale? Right? People people get mad when they don't see the weight go down as fast as they want, but then they turn around and say, well, it's just going to be a bad week. Okay, well, then you're setting yourself up for that scale to go up. And that's what we have to wrap our head around. And then it's going to take you a month to get those five pounds off. So this is where if you were just to go into it with a different mindset and say, I'm going to keep these minimums in place. I'm going to be mindful. I'm going to savor the bites of the things that I'm going to eat. I'm going to limit how many cookies I put in my mouth because nobody else is putting those cookies in your mouth but you, by the way, right? Then on Monday morning, you can wake up and you can feel good and probably maintain your weight. It's when we get into the all or nothing mentality that we mm-hmm. just spiral, right? And we don't realize the damage that we do when we get into that place. Because if I can't be perfect or I'm not tracking my food, then what's the point in even, you know, being cautious of how many calories I'm consuming, right? Well, it's it's really about your health, number one. And two, it's about how it's going to impact you, not just tomorrow on the scale, but two, three, four weeks from now when you're still trying to work off the 17 dozen cookies that you ate over the course of two weeks, right? So yeah. a little bit of an extreme example there, but I just think so many people, they just throw their hands up of like, well, it's a vacation week or it's a holiday week. I don't need to do anything. And then you pile a bunch of crap into your body, whether it's fried food, alcohol, sugar, whatever those things are, And then you completely stop doing all of the good things, such as drinking your water, going for walks, working out. And then you're mad after a few days of indulging with how you feel. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, we have to look in the mirror because Beck and I have been there, guys. Like we say this out of love. Like we have done those things in the past. I'm proud to say I haven't felt like crap after a holiday in a couple of years. I, Mm -hmm. I just, I view it as one other day that I will have a little bit of different foods than I normally have, right? Like my mother-in-law makes her pudding at Christmas and I make homemade cinnamon rolls. But I've already told her, like, I don't want anything brought home. We made cookies this past weekend with my son. He's eaten majority of them as well as my husband. And, and it's, I meant to give them to our neighbors and Marcus has eaten literally probably 20 cookies in like the last four days. <laughs> don't judge, don't judge me. Um, but this is one of those things where it's like, you can have these holiday traditions. You just need to put some boundaries on them. You know, mm-hmm. and, and for some people, that boundary might be having one or two cookies because you've restricted yourself in the past. And so it's going to be a huge win for you to go in and taste and savor these things. And you should do those things. But for other people, it's going to have to be getting this the stuff out of the house so that you don't continue eating it and carry it over into the next week and yep. keep piling it on, you know? So think about that too. We've talked about this before in other podcasts, like the accumulation effect of all of these choices, right? If you don't want to feel like crap and you want to feel good on Monday, keep your minimums in place, get your workouts in, get your movement in, drink water. All of those simple things are very, very undervalued. And I think this is where a lot of people need to take that shift in 2022. And I would say like, start valuing the little things. Yeah. And when January 1st starts, guys, you don't get to skip the beginning. You don't get to skip 
the things that matter for your body to reach its best version of health. Like, I'm sorry that no one gets to do that. I promise the people that are thriving, the people that are crushing their health, they do these things. And they started with these things. They didn't start with, I'm going to do keto and remove all the carbs. Oh, and then I'm going to add in water after that. And then I'm going to add in some walks. And I'm sure that'll help. No, you guys, people built it all on these foundations. And so don't think that you are any different. Don't think that you are special. Don't think that you get to do things differently. Do what works and what works are the foundational things. And then you can build on it. You guys, once you get these things hammered down, then you can look into maybe doing like some fasting here and there. You can look into doing more intense exercise. You can look into other ways to progress yourself. But I bet that if you get these things in consistently for months, not just weeks, but months, you won't feel like you need to do all the other stuff because you'll feel plenty good doing these things. And so when 2022 starts and you're planning your January 1st, don't think that you get to be the exception because no one gets to be the exception of the simple things and the foundational things that actually work for seeing results long-term. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.